The first reading is from Hebrews, and I always, whenever we read Hebrews, I always encourage everyone, read it. Go home and read the letter of Hebrews, because it's such a fulfillment of the Old Testament into the New Testament. And we don't know who the author is. It's a letter to the Hebrews, so Hebrew Christians were the recipients. So they would have understood all of the traditions that the author is talking about. And today he makes a point of saying that when the priest went into the temple to offer sacrifice, especially during what we call Yom Kippur, the, the, the season of atonement, he did it for himself and for the people. But it had to be repeated every year because it didn't last. It only lasted for that one year. Okay, this is their theology. So the priest offered animal sacrifice. So the author of Hebrews is saying, that's over now. You, we don't offer animal sacrifices anymore because of one event. And that was the sacrifice of Jesus. He offered himself and became the new sacrificial lamb to the Father once and for all on the altar of the cross. So it's a very, it's a very beautiful letter. It gives us a lot of theology. And it brings us a little bit toward the Gospel of Mark. The cross of Jesus happened once. And we participate in it every time we gather at Mass. So we don't do it over and over and over again. When we offer the sacrifice here at the altar, we are participating in the original crucifixion. We're there. Under the form of bread and wine and the altar, we're there at the original crucifixion because there's only one. With Jesus, there was only one sacrifice. And that took care of us always. Okay, so we are participating in the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus, and he's, his will is taking care of us. And, and what, what is his will? It's a very homey kind of gospel today. Jesus is in the area, and he gathers in someone's home. He was a, a preacher who walked and preached. They call that peripatetic. He walked and preached. And people would invite him into their homes. And he's in someone's home. And his mother and his, the Italians would call them paisans, the brothers and sisters of his area uh, where he lived. Nazareth was very small, maybe, maybe 20 homes, maybe. Um, so everybody knew everybody. So people from that area would be called the brothers and sisters of Jesus. He was, as we know, as we believe, an only child of Mary and Joseph. So they're looking for him to bring him home because he's not getting a good reputation. With, with those who are anti-Jesus, they're labeling him. He's a little wacko. He's, you know, walking on water. He's multiplying bread, you know, and he's, he's under suspicion by the authorities. So Mary and his relatives are trying to rescue him, bring him home. His answer is really, sounds nice, but it has a twist of nastiness to it. Y your mother's outside. My mother's not outside, my mother's right here. Basically what he's saying. Because he says, 
when they say your mother and your ancestors, your relatives are outside looking for you, and he makes it very clear, blood is not the thing that's holding us together. Doing the will of my father makes us a family. So who are my brothers and sisters and my mother? Here. Those who do the will of my father, those who listen to him and do the will of his father, he's saying, become his brothers and sisters and mother. And that's us. So it's, it's as if every time we come to Mass, we're sitting down and listening to the words of Jesus and participating in the original crucifixion and, and profiting from the original Passover, his body and blood and communion. So this event is, you know, 21st century, but it has no timeline. It happened once in history, and that's all it needed to happen, is once. And every time we gather at Mass, we're participating in his life. That's why when we read the Gospel, we stand, we say hallelujah, because the Gospel is God's Word. All, the whole Scripture, the whole Bible is God's Word. So it's not like the letter of Hebrews was written once for the people of Hebrew Christians from the first century. This letter was written to us because it has no ending. It has no timeline. It brings us back to our original origins, which are with God, and as Christians, with Jesus, who started our Christian life and who assists us each day. As we listen to his Father's words, we're participating in his family. So today we celebrate us ourselves as members of the family of Jesus.